You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. How many of you are blessed that you're here? Can you wave your hands? Thank you so much. I want you to look around. Look at the person beside you. Look at the people behind you. And I want you to know that that person is loved by God. Amen. Amen. We are all brothers and sisters here. And I want to welcome you to this beautiful thing here called the feast. Are you ready to receive God's blessing over your life today? If you are, raise your hand, both hands if that's necessary. And then say this with me on top of your voice. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's blessings so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we dive into our assigned passage for today, I'm going to read to you another passage that doesn't come from the book of Deuteronomy, but it's a New Testament gospel. You can take your seats for a few moments I'll call the next preacher and then we'll break open the word of God but for today I want to give you a little reading that God placed over my heart this week this is a a gospel reading that I reflected on last Tuesday this was I think Tuesday or Wednesday this is from Luke chapter 4 verse 38 and the heading of the gospel reading is that it says that Jesus heals many people Let me read it to you. It says, After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home, one of his disciples, where he found Simon's mom-in-law, very sick, with a high fever. And he says, Please heal her to Jesus. Everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, Jesus rebuked the fever, and he left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. I pray that whoever is sick right now, that Jesus would touch his hand over you and that he would rebuke that sickness and you would get up on your feet and be healed in that moment. And then in verse 40, it says, as the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. And no matter what their diseases were, listen to this, the touch of his hand healed everyone. And many were possessed by demons and the demons came out at his command shouting, you are the son of God. But because they knew He was the Messiah. He rebuked them and refused to let them speak. And then something happened. Since This is the most important part for me. In verse 42, it says, Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. And the crowd searched everywhere for Him. And when they finally found Him, they begged Him not to leave them. But He replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too. Because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Let me explain this moment for you. I have a friend. I had a friend in college. And she was one of my closest friends growing up. Uh, Throughout college, we were very close. She's, She's the kind of person who loves life 
and who's easy to go, to be around with. Do you know any people like that? Your friends like that? Yung yung parang andani nila kasama, yung ora nila napakaganda, ganda ng aliwalas ng mukha nila. That's the kind of person that she was. She loved her life and for four years we were in the same group, we were barkadas. And then we graduated from college and I never saw her again, never heard anything about her. Back then social media was not very prevalent yet. You can probably imagine how old I am based on that. And a year after college, the group, the Barcada, we were all shocked to hear the news that this friend of ours, nobody knew what was happening in her life, that she took her life. She took her own life. She jumped from a 12-story building and it killed her instantly. And we were there at her wake and not one of us knew exactly what was going on in her, in her life. We were, we were all shocked. I mean, nobody knew, nobody expected something like that to happen. And it made me realize at that point in my life that it's possible that you could know somebody in close proximity and yet never really know who they are or what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Can you look at the person beside you? If that person is close to you, I want you to know that you don't really know that person because that person is full of thoughts and emotions. And I want you to challenge yourself to really get to know that person. But here's, here's the message of the gospel. All right, I'm going to go back to the story because it says that when Jesus was healing people, He was healing people left and right, many people. He healed the mother-in-law privately. He healed the people publicly. And yet, when Jesus was about to leave, they said, Jesus, no, you cannot leave. There are still so many people who are sick. There's still so many problems. There's still people who are blind, lepers, and, 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 and deaf people. You need to heal all of these sicknesses. But you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too. Because that is why I was sent. Can I ask you a question? How many of you need a miracle in your life? Raise your hand. Come on. That's all of us. Amen. You know, all throughout my life, I would always approach Jesus for a miracle. Are you the same person? You know, Jesus, there's this bill that needs to be paid. My kids are sick. There's this relationship that my friend and, and their marriage is failing. I need a miracle to show up in my life. That's a good prayer. But here's something that I realized when I was reflecting on this. Jesus came into this world. He performed miracles. He healed people left and right. But the greatest shocker that I found out is that the reason why Jesus came was not to perform miracles, but to preach a message. What was the message? It was the message about the kingdom of God. So here's the simplified message to everybody. You pray for miracles, that's good. But I want you to know that more than just praying about miracles, I pray that you hear the message of God about this kingdom that He's building. Because to me, that's more important. That there is this kingdom that He is building. A kingdom like no other. A kingdom for people who are abused. People who have been outcasts. People who are meek. People who are peacemakers. This is what the kingdom of Jesus is all about. That people who feel like you are not always the first one in line, you're first in the kingdom of Jesus. Jesus says, blessed are those who are peacemakers. Blessed are those who are, who are poor in spirit. They're the VIPs of this kingdom. So what is the message? Ask me what? Pray for a miracle. But more than just praying for a miracle, pray that you know the heart of Jesus. Because think about it. 
when you truly know the heart of God, everything becomes a miracle. What do I mean by that? Even if I don't get my prayer answered, even if I don't get the promotion that I've been praying for, even if I don't get the baby that we've been praying for, even if I don't get that job promotion or, or, or that healing to the sickness that I've been praying for right now, it's okay. Why? Because I understand God's heart. And because I know God's heart, I know that things will be okay. That's the good news that Jesus is saying. That more than just preaching and performing about a miracle, Jesus is preaching that there is this kingdom where the little ones are the VIPs. Amen? Can I ask you to stand up now? That's not the message yet. I want you to prepare for this message. Are you hungry for God's word today? All right, I want you to please welcome my dear friend and your friend, Didoy Lubaton. Come on, put your hands together for this guy. Awesome, Audi. How are you, everybody? We're going to discover some more God's heart today. Are you ready for that? And you know how it happens? Ask me how. You will only discover God's heart if you open your heart to Him as well. It's us having a wonderful connection relationship with Him. The author, the creator of life, the healer, the provider, the savior. Are you ready? Let's sing together. Give reverence to the word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Speak to us today, O Lord. Our message for today, one big message is this. God sides with the little ones. Say it out loud, please. God sides with the little ones. It's such a reassuring thought. But actually, in our society now, we want to be top dogs. We want to be right up there. We want to be in control. We want to be in authority. We all are trying to do that. Yes or no? We all want to be on top of our companies, our businesses, on on top of the food chain. And that's our earthly pursuit. But if you want to get to know God's heart, this is it. God is telling us He sides with the little ones. He likes the underdogs. He, 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 he sides with those who are oppressed, the judged, the criticized, the lowly, the poor. Because for Jesus, He did not just read the law. Jesus had the heart behind the law. In the study of here in Deuteronomy, we're in the book of Deuteronomy in our series, we're going to see a lot of laws. So many laws. Some practical, some deep, some hit up in the hand. But you will never go far and you will never go wrong if you do not just look at the letter of the law, but look at the spirit of the law. Look at the heart of the lawgiver. And its laws are not meant for us to have a rigid life, for us to be, you know, boxed up. No, it's for our freedom. Because the heart of the Father, the heart of Jesus wants you to be free, wants you to live a full, meaningful, 
powerful life. Not just for you. Here's the hint. It's not just for you, but it's also for the people around you. Today, we're gonna... We will see how Jesus understood Deuteronomy. We're gonna read a, a big chapters, some breeze through some chapters, and we're gonna pick the thoughts and the and the feelings of the Father for us. Because the laws have one goal. And ask me, what's that? The laws have one goal: to side with the little ones, to take care of the little ones. And I want to practice spiritual humility with you today. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we are the little ones. If you've come here, you feel so little, you feel so poor in physical, financial, or even poor in spirit. If you're hurting, if you're doubting, if you feel abused, if you feel oppressed, come to God's heart today. And it is not just you and God. Today, we'll be reminded that God's heart is in your heart. And it's in your heart. It's in my heart. And you know what that means? We don't have to belittle alone. We pull each other up. We build each other up. We protect each other. We care for each other. And that's a beautiful community. Just like the Israelites, God's chosen people, we are God's chosen people. And we are learning about the heart of the Father. And again, to take care of the little ones. And if you feel like you are the little one, listen up because God's heart is for you. And think of those people that you're going to imagine. These are the people that I've identified in my life. Aside from me, I see some people. I recognize that they are little ones also in my network, in my life. This is also for them. But most of all, it is for you. Because God wants to change your heart closer to Him. He can only do that if you want Him to. Do you want God's heart? Do you want to get to know and be closer to God's heart? Yes? yes? Put your hands to your heart, please. And have that moment with the Lord. This is you, Lord. This is you. We pray that you speak to us today. You speak to us mightily. That your words will not just be words that we hear. But it transmutes into, it transforms us internally, makes us also move into action because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we sing, let me read the word. Are you ready? From Deuteronomy 26, it says, Then you must declare in the presence of the Lord your God. Read it with me. I have taken the sacred gift from my house and have given it to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows, just as you commanded me. I have not violated or forgotten any of your commandments. His heart is for the Levites, foreigners, orphans. I pray that as we go through this talk, you will be closer to God's heart. You will see how the Father sees. And we welcome all the prodigals home. In Jesus' name, lift your voice and sing. Together. Thy word 
is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord His praise today. Love Him today. We love you, God. Love you. Take your seats. As you take your seat, ask the question beside you for the, to the person beside you. Are you the little one? <laughs> We're going to study and breeze through the chapters of Deuteronomy 19 verse 26. And if you're going to ask me what's that, these are a bunch of laws, long list of laws, practical was ang haba and daming mga pinag marami siyang nakasulat and if you just read it as it is sometimes you're gonna get confused sometimes you see this doesn't apply here and now this is not relevant to me anymore so for example in Deuteronomy 25 verse 4 it says do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain una sa lahat there's no ox here in the Philippines. <laughs> X lang. That joke lang. So, oh. Nakita ko yung mga tao. <gasps> now, do not muzzle the, the ox while it's shredding the grain. Remember that they're in an agricultural society. Everybody say agricultural. So it's high for cattle, for grain. It's, 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 they're in that context. They're in that society. And it can be just trivial, but actually the heart of that commandment is to care for your animals because the animals give you life. And if it gives you life, it gives you livelihood. It honors the commandment of God, which is thou shalt not kill. Yes or no? So actually, the laws are broadly grouped in the order of the Ten Commandments. That's the chapters that we're unpacking now. And again, you have to understand that wisdom, literature, that is what Deuteronomy is. It is not, you know, this is the law, follow it to the letter. No, remember that this is, re this is written 3,000 plus years ago for a particular group of people with a specific context right and then we get to apply it here and now today so for example here's one more practical principle it's many many years thousands of years again before deuteronomy 23 it's so practical even that it teaches us how to do our number two yes number one we we number two you for example, in Deuteronomy 23, read it together with me. Nakasabe, designate a place outside the camp where you can go to relieve yourself. As part of your equipment, you have something to dig with. And when you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. It's interesting that there is this commandment to the Jewish people thousands and thousands of years ago. And you know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, the microscope was only discovered in the 1618 by Antoine von Leeuwenhoek. And then there's, there's germ theory only by Louis Pasteur and Robert Koch. And it says there are microorganisms there. And if you see in the different epidemics, 
throughout the centuries, there would be Jewish communities that will be protected. And they wouldn't have that large extent of sickness in the community and in the family. You know why? Because of these laws. They have lots of rituals about hand washing. They have rituals about uh, caring for the body. And even this trivial commandment to bury your poop. Because before, in, the, in Europe, especially when there's civilized society, they would throw feces everywhere to the alleyways. They don't have good sanitation. That's why there were plagues. They were, there were a lot of epidemics. But Jewish communities, they were following God's laws. And it protected not just one person. It protected everyone. God's heart is not just for one. God's heart is for everyone. So maybe you've come here wanting to have a feast and enjoying, you know, beautiful celebration with Father Pao. And then there's a bonus to see Sister Risa Kaupeng buy her book today, ha? Huh? And then there's Odi and then there's, there's, this, there's this talk and there's worship time. And then you come home after, I'm okay. The point there today is it's not just about you. Can you say that with me? It's not just about you. But it is you with the rest of the community. So tomorrow, pasok to naman. Business na naman. Tomorrow, bring that feast experience there. You be the light of the world as God called us to be in our Light of Jesus family. So I'm gonna enumerate some Bible passages, some commandments, and then let's point it to God's heart. Are you ready? Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. Here's number one. Share the harvest with the hungry. Say it with me. Share the harvest with the hungry. We have heard in the previous talks the law of gleaning. Everybody say gleaning. Yung, ito yung iting description ito. From Deuteronomy 24 verse 19. Please look at the screen and read it with me together. When you are harvesting your crops and forget to bring in a bundle of grain from your field, don't go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigners, orphans, and widows. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all you do. The orphans, the foreigners, the widows, especially in their context, especially in their time, they're considered to be poor because they don't have property anymore. They don't have that, you know, household income, especially the widows, the orphans. When they lose their primary provider, they are God's poor. And the commandment tells us, wag kang gahaman. And the commandment tells you, leave something for them to harvest as well. It's for them to harvest. Don't harvest everything because there will be people who will also benefit from your harvest. Because in the world's scoreboard, I'm talking about it earlier, in the world's scoreboard, we're always looking for our personal gain. We always want to secure ourselves. We want to be rich and getting richer every day. That is good. But aside from that world gain, that it's not just for you. God's heart is it's also for the little ones who doesn't have 
The, the God's scoreboard is communal gain. It's not just your personal good. It's for everybody's good. In God's kingdom, you cannot get rich alone. May plano si Lord sa iyo. At may plano si Lord sa pamilya mo. Maybe some of you would become cycle breakers in your family. You will be the first one na hindi magkakautang, na magkakaroon ng maayos na pamilya at walang hiwalayan. Maybe it would be you who would raise up in a better way, whatever you call it, the children and this and that. Yes. And sometimes the tendency in the ego is, oh, ako yan, ako yan. But remember, God's heart is not just for your gain. God's heart is for our communal gain. It's for everybody's gain. You cannot and you will not be happy to be rich alone. Kaya po ako nagpapayaman kasama ninyo. That's why we have this community because we have a community that could sustain. You know, yes, the other day and yesterday, there is this Lux Couples Retreat by the Couples Ministry. Finally, we did it after pandemic. And there were 23 couples. There were couples, a lot of couples less than five years old marriage. There are couples who are 10, but there are couples who are 15 and up. And, and I was so happy to be there and to give a talk with my wife. It was so beautiful. You know why? Ask me why. Because there will be groups and there will be couples who will be fighting for marriages. And we're not just alone. We're a lot of people doing that. We're trying to do it at our best. And together, we'll be happier. Practical principles, if you want to feed the hungry and, and, and share to the group. How many are in the corporates here? Corporates, corporate job, etc. Yes? You know, share the recognition to your members, to your team members. If you're in a person of authority, and you're a manager, a supervisor, and I, I learned this from my mentors, the elevator principle. And the elevator principle is you will ride the elevator, yes, and the elevator will bring you to highs, up, up, up to the levels, yes. But the elevator also do not just go up. What does the elevator go do? It also goes down. Because once you've experienced what it is to be on top, once you've experienced a certain level of influence, leadership, position, you go down in a different level, in a lower level, and then bring someone with you and bring them up. You're a business owner, give leads, give opportunities for your other business owner friends. And even if you don't know that person, just do good. Pilipino din yan. Tao din yan. Anak yan ng Lord. Are you with me? There was this week, I got an invitation to give a corporate talk, this and that. And I was like, oh, di ako pwede. I could always just say, sorry, I'm not available. Because I realized, oh, this is an opportunity. You know what I did? Can I refer Brother Ori Villaraza? And then, Hopefully it develops. But the, it could have stopped with me. Are you with me? I will not gain any... Wala kong referral fee kay Brother Odi. Yeah? I will not gain anything. But my friend would, could have, could be. And bringing opportunities, you know, leave the opportunities for some other people as well. Bring opportunities to them. 
That's, that's one transmutation of this. Are you listening? Are you appreciating this? Second is this. Protect your neighbor's goods. Say it with me. Protect your neighbor's goods. So let's dive in from Deuteronomy 22. Read it together with me. If you see your neighbor's ox or sheep or goat wandering away, don't ignore your responsibility. Wait lang ah. May responsibility ako. So neighbor's ox or sheep or goat. Sabi niya, tuloy. Take it back to its owner. If its owner does not live nearby or you don't know who the owner is, take it to your place and keep it until the owner comes looking for it. Then you must return it. Do the same if you find your neighbor's donkey, clothing, or anything else your neighbor loses, like the boyfriend. Ah, sorry. Don't ignore your responsibility. This is us becoming responsible not for just our own things, but for the property, for the loved ones around you, even your friends, even the neighbor that may be living far, far away. How many of you have you ever lost your wallet? Asang kamay. Come on. Keep it up. How many of you who lost their wallets got their wallet back? Ah, meron na. Oh, there's hope in the world. <laughs> Sige nga. Would you be comfortable? May maiwan kang iPhone 13 or 14 John? Are you confident enough that if you lost it here in this session hall, it will be given back to you? What is the law giving us? It's giving us an iteration of the seventh commandment. Do not steal. And you do not just act on it and do not just steal. You have a personal responsibility for the persons around you. Care for the property of the other people around you. Sample, practical examples. Sino dito nagwiwiwi, nagpupupo? Yes? Right? Yes? Guys, stand closer. It might be closer than you think. Females, please stay seated for the whole performance. And leave the bathroom clean for the next person to use. Try natin mamaya, ah. Mahaba ng pila mamaya, eh. Are you with me? Right? Sa driving pa lang, eh. Nako, guilty ako dyan. If you drive within your lane and you do not swerve, you're protecting the other people around you too. Are you with me? There's so... The, the heart of God is here. Magmahalan kayo. Not just in words, but also in action. And in, especially during the times when it's hard to do so. Especially when property is at stake. When, when, hindi naman akin yan. That's not mine. I don't have to. Walang sino man ang nabubuhay para sa sarili lamang. Walang sino man ang namamatay para sa sarili lamang. Sabay-sabay. 
Tayong lahat ay may pananagutan sa isa't isa. Pakisabi sa katabi. Tayong lahat ay tinipon ng Diyos na kapiling niya. Please, imagine a world. Imagine a world where your neighbor cares for your stuff because he or she cares for you. Imagine a world when your neighbor cares for your well-being. Sinasabihan ka na, Huy, sabi mo ng nanay mong inaway mo ng tatlong taon. It honors your father and your mother. Sige na. Uy, huwag kang basta-basta mag-invest dyan. Yung promise return is 200% in a month. Scam yan. Tapos sabi mo, hindi, wala ka namang alam. Protect each other. Are you with me? Beautiful Deuteronomy laws. Number three, rescue the abused. Ah, this is good. Rescue the abused. If you read the Bible's passages here in Deuteronomy, you'll hear about slavery. Please remember that this is in a part, written in a particular society, in a particular time, in a particular context. Some people would ask, why didn't God just ban slavery entirely? No, the answer is this directly. Deuteronomy was working with the ugly reality of our broken, fallen, and messed up world. And what it is trying to do is the laws limited our worst tendencies of human beings. And as we said in the previous talk five, it was damage control. So here's the Bible passage about the abuse and taking care of the abuse. Are you ready? Deuteronomy 23, verse 15 to 16. Read it with me loud, please. If slaves should escape from their masters and take refuge with you, you must not hand them over to their masters. Let them live among you in any town they choose and do not oppress them. Pag may humingi ng tulong and you see, the context there is maybe the person is being maltreated by the master. Maybe the person is is having a hard time, it's not right, and the commandment is not protect the master with the master. The protect is everyone gets protected. And please take care of the abused. How do you, how do you, how do you apply this now? When someone asks for your help, listen first before you deny. And maybe if it's any any power in you that you get to help them, please help that person. And sometimes the help, well, let me clarify, eh? sometimes the help is also tough love. Not necessarily all the time because we're gonna be empowering the abusers if they, we just seem to be mild-hearted. And No, sometimes tough love is the solution. Are you with me? But the practical principle, ask yourself after this talk, do I recognize anybody in my company, in my team, in my family who is abused? 
if there's anything in my power to help them, to care for them, I would. And you know, my family, literally there have been, my family, and I saw it with my parents, that we have a good house, we're seven children, and yet we still have enough room or we have enough space. We make space for those people who go to our house and seeking some shelter. Some people stay for days. Some people stay for weeks. There's a few who stayed for months. And those people could have been, it could have been their fault. It could have been the fault of the society na, na, na wala ng trabaho, hindi natuloy yung deal, ganyan, ganyan. But it will always be good. In God's goodness, it will always be good when there would be caring people who will welcome and shelter those who may be feeling abused. Amen. Amen. Will you say yes to God's heart today? Number four, care for poor borrowers. You will see it in Deuteronomy that even the borrowers have care from God. It says here from Deuteronomy 24, read it on the screen, please. It is wrong to take a set of millstones or even just the upper millstone as security for a loan. The owner uses it to make a living. Maybe you have been asking, what is a millstone? Here's a picture of a millstone. And it is used so that you could grind the grain, so that eventually, from the, from the plant to the harvest, you use the millstone and it becomes food. Yes? So it's saying, do not get even the millstone that the person could be using for food. It's, the, it's protecting the borrower as well. Furthermore, in Deuteronomy 24, it says, If your neighbor is poor and gives you his cloak as security for a loan, do not keep the cloak overnight. Return the cloak to its owner by sunset so he can stay warm through the night and bless you. And the Lord your God will count you as righteous. In Tagalog, wag kamang ape, even if it's in your right to do so. Be a good person. Show some mercy, and you will be shown mercy. It's like the Father's heart telling us, Child, feel the suffering of your siblings and do something. Sakit ng talk natin today. Nga ano ka na doke, kanina ka pa eh. Do something. Even the borrowers are cared for. Imagine that community and society that even the borrowers are cared for. And those positions in power, the ones who are lending, even if you have all the right to do so, instead of trying and showing the right to be right, instead of being right, you can choose to be kind. Paano natin ma-apply sa buhay? Huwag ka mangutang, number one, as much as possible. Number two, kung may nangutang sa'yo, isipan mo kung paano mo siya sisingilin. Do it with a kind heart. Pag hindi mo talaga masingil, si Lord na lang singilin mo. Bibigay ni Lord yan pabalik sa'yo. Learning something? Practical? 
you know, I'm a very practical person. I like that after a feast talk, okay, so what am I going to do? After that learning, oh, ano, I'm gonna, I can apply this today. Are you getting some already? Number four, hold a party where the least are welcome. Ah, this is good. The party where the least are welcome. And in the laws here in these chapters, we encounter again the law of tithing. Everybody say tithing. Tithing, love, love offering, giving to the community. Oh, here, basag to. Because we think that tithing is us giving it to God. It is true. But because we're giving to God, what God does with our giving, He gives, gives it back to us. A thousandfold. So look at this from Deuteronomy 26. Read it on the screen, please. Put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship. Guys, our faith, our, our practice as Christians is when we harvest, we get a basket and we give it to worship. We give it to church. We give it to God. Because God is doing something with it. Are you interested? Are you interested? Read it together. Come on. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before Him. Afterward, this is good, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember to include the Levites, the foreigners living among you in the celebration, including the orphans, the widows, those who doesn't have food. So your tithing feeds the community. It is not just to honor God. And because of us honoring God with our first fruits, we get to do this. We get to build the feasts. There are, you know, I'm a product of the community's kindness. And there was a time when it was a very, very hard part in our family. When my dad was going through dialysis three times a week, and, and it was so hard because I am in med school, and some of our brothers and sisters were already, you know, skipped, supposed to be a graduate school. They just worked in the BPO, this and that, and it was a hard time. You know, you know what? There were members in our community, and our community decided back then, not light, light of Jesus. I'm thankful for the Bukas Lobs Just community because what they did was they knew my dad and my mom, who has been faithful servants, etc., et not to set a precedent here, but they decided then because they knew what we're going through, they recognized us, they gave us some form of allowance just to get by. And that is because of the giving of the community. I want to belong and I want to build a community that there will be seasons where we're going to be plentiful, abundant for some. But there will be people here who are coming to the feast. But because we are all giving, we still get to celebrate and to feed. And thanks be to God, we get to share it to the Levites, to the poor, to the oppressed. We get to share it to the poor, marginalized, the Anawim. And yes, literally, 
Anawim Foundation that we have to the different mercy ministries, Grace to be Born, and, and, and the He Cares Foundation. It's because there is a whole community, a large community that you are part of that gets to feed the people. Amen? Amen. And then let me continue. Then you must declare in the presence of the Lord your God, I have taken the sacred gift from my house and have given it to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows, just as you have commanded me. I have not violated. I have not violated or forgotten any of your commands. I have obeyed the Lord my God and have done everything you have commanded me. Guys, you cannot say that you have done everything that God has commanded you if you do not include the little ones, if you do not feed the poor, if you do not help that person who is abused and oppressed. You cannot tell God that I have done everything that you have commanded if you do not care for the poor, God's poor, the Levites, the widows, those representatives of the poor ones in our communities. What is God's heart? Are you ready for this? God calls us to be His partners in co-creating heaven, Eden, here and now. You are not just a mere creature existing in God's creation. No, God is telling us, you co-create with me. Create heaven in the midst of this world. You bring that heavenly gifts. You bring that beautiful experience of love, peace, kindness, and joy. Hey, in this dark world, it, you, the light of Jesus family, the feast community, your role is to feed people, to shine light to the dark times of the oppressed, of the hurting, of the sick in heaven. Eden includes my neighbor too, especially for the suffering. Last week, we launched the feast conference, and I met someone. Doc, pinakita niya dalawang ticket. I bought one. I bought tickets already. Oh, congratulations! Thank you for supporting the feast conference. And he said to me, Doc, help me pray. Why? Help me pray because this next ticket is for someone I don't know yet. But I'm buying this one because I know God wants me to buy this one for someone that I don't know yet. And that is a sign for me. That is a sign that we are becoming, we are in a journey, but we are becoming a community of generous people. A community of not just looking after your own seat, but looking if are there people who doesn't have seats the community is not just here. You know, there are people watching online. I know of people who are bedridden. They cannot come here, but they are here. They have been here all the time, supporting us all the time, giving all the time. You know, there are parents, the young parents, the first ones on the gugulat sa first, second year of having a baby. Minsan, masyado malakas ang lights and sounds dito, but they still come. You know where they go? They have a, we have a little kid's area. We now have a little kids area because we still welcome them to the feast where the young kids can play and the parents can, even streaming online, can have a mass. I literally ask our Eucharistic ministers, can we bring the communion there, please? And we do that. Why? 
Because this is us. This is God's community. This is you and me. Can I ask you to stand, please? Thank you for your extended time with all of us today. But I want to end. Give me a few more minutes to end this way. I've been enumerating about the poor ones, the poor little ones. God sides with the little ones, yes? But let's admit it. Aminin natin. You and I, there will always be times that we feel so little. So as we come to the Father and, and expose our heart to the Father's heart today in worship, we recognize our littleness, our feeling so small, our weaknesses. I said to God, I will not do this sin anymore. After we confess last week, pupunta ka ngayon, kasala ko ulit, Lord. You're home here. God cares for you. Baon ka sa utang, God cares for you. The opportunity is coming. Present your heart. Some, if you feel like, I sense that there are people coming here wanting a revival in their life. Something good, Lord. Show me something good. Show me, show me your power. Go ahead and make that prayer now. I want us all to approach the altar, the table of the feast of the Lord, where everybody can celebrate God's love. We will be fed. We are able to be satisfied because all are welcome in Jesus' party. You are welcome in the party of the Lord. In the table of the feast of God, you're welcome here. You belong here. So don't you ever think that I am not worthy. I am not fit for the feast. You belong here. Those people watching online, you belong here. Wherever you are, may the same blessing, healing, abundance, joy that we're feeling here. May the same anointing goes to you right where you are right now. There are a lot of people watching online, by the way. May you recognize them. Come to the altar. Come to the presence of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Stretch out your hands. And in this moment, have a moment with the Lord and tell Him your weakness. Tell Him how little you feel. Tell Him how weak. Tell Him your sins. Tell Him your doubts. Tell Him you're hurting, your pain. Lord, dear God, our Father, show your heart to us. And thank you for welcoming us to your heart. We reach out to you, our dear Father. Transform your people. Touch our hearts. Renew our minds. Build our lives again and again. We are yours. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
subscribe to Feast Radio, and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.